is Sports and Songs, Season 2, Episode Number 7. It's Dan and Andy here with you on a Saturday. This is uh, January 9th, 2021. Andy, how are you doing on this lovely wild card? Sorry, super wild card. Super wild card, yes. Well, according to ESPN, tomorrow's when super wild card starts because they have the games. But oh. Everybody else feel free to from all weekend, super wild card weekend, yes. One game in the books. Yeah, we put um, our... We did our predictions, Andy, and so we'll see at the end of the week here how we do after Sunday's games. I just did two upsets, and I basically picked the favorites in the other four games. Uh, picked two upsets. If you can see, I do have, for those watching, uh, we've got the Seattle Seahawks game behind me here this afternoon if folks want to watch that. But uh, that's it. Uh, let's start off with some sports update, fellas. Or should yeah, we do well, a trivia question? First of all, the trivia trivia question all right so what we've got here today's saturday monday night is the national football game between ohio state buckeyes and the crimson tide of alabama the ohio state the ohio state national televised game for the title d1 football now both teams are undefeated the trivia question is is this the alabama crimson tide has had nine seasons where they ended the year undefeated and untied, all wins, including the postseason, bowl game, whatever. They've done that nine times. This year they're undefeated, with the game coming up on Monday night if they win, would be the tenth time in school history that they finished the season without any losses or ties. The question is, what year was the very first season? What season did that happen for the first time for Alabama? That's the question. It's not that season force Gump played for no. it? No. No. Good. That's my guess. I'm Good sure. answer. But it's I would not have that. Forrest Gump would have and before we that. get to the musical section, uh, we'll come back to this uh, trivia and provide the answer for the listeners. But go ahead and look it up. Uh, Google it if you need to. Uh, uh, the very first time Alabama finished undefeated. All right. Um, high school sports are starting up here again in the state. Uh, Mr. Walls has allowed that. Um, I know there's going to be rule changes. There's got to be coming up as time goes on uh, with crowd size and everything else. Um, I looked at a few different sites, high school sites for games. and I'm not going to go into the preseason rankings because those are all going to be thrown out the window. Um, just keep an eye. Call your local schools, see what games are going on. Keep in touch. I know I think on Tuesday here in Watertown we have a game. Homeboys basketball. Uh, I go down and watch that because anytime you get a chance to watch a free basketball game, I'll watch the kids play pickup outside if I have to. I just I need to go see a lot of sports again pretty soon. Um, so that's it. But Gopher Sports are kicking off again here now too. Their winter seasons are coming. This is going to be kind of one of those odd shows where we're kind of between seasons now for sports. So it's going to be a short one. Uh, Gopher Volleyball, their schedule's out as you get started here. January 23rd and 24th, they'll be at home against Michigan State. The 29th and 30th at Maryland, and then February 5th and 6th at Purdue. I believe I saw the Gophers were ranked 7th for volleyball. The last few years, they made the Final Four or the Elite Eight for women's volleyball. So, very good squad. Fun to watch um, volleyball. It's one of those de- – I'm just amazed how they could do it. The jumping and the timing, it just blows me away. Because it's one of those things I can't do. Everybody watches tennis, too. You go out and play tennis. You can golf. You can relate. I, a football. I can throw a football. I can relate. 
I can't relate to anything in volleyball, so it just amazes me to watch it. It's fun to watch. Good team. Again, I don't know what any of these about ticket sales. You'll have to just check it out yourself. Call the schools. Um, I don't know if Big Ten Channel is going to show any of these games or Big Ten Plus. So just keep an eye on it. Maybe a Gopher Sports app. Um, women's basketball. They're 2-6 and six right now. They're playing tomorrow. Uh, or, or today if you're just going to anchor. But uh, Sunday the 10th against Penn State. 14th are at home against Maryland. The 19th against Nebraska at Nebraska. January 25th, Penn State. Uh, going for women are 2-6 and six right now. Not a real good year for them. Don't really want to say rebuilding for college basketball for the women's team. It's just the last couple of years I've had everybody graduate. they got a young team. If you want to call that, you know, rebuilding, I guess it's rebuilding. Uh, men's basketball, 10-3. and three. Ranked pretty high. They've been split in some games here. Uh, January 10th at Iowa. Uh, January 16th against Michigan. 20th at Nebraska. And 23rd in Maryland. Maryland's doing very well this year, too. Iowa's ranked up their high, so we'll have to watch these games, see how they go. Michigan's not the Michigan of the past, so hopefully they go 2-2 two, two two in that stretch, we'll see what happens. 3-1 and one would be nice. 4-0 ain't happening. Sorry. I love my Gophers, but 4-0 is not happening. Uh, women's hockey, 6-1 and one for Lady Gophers. Uh, today, January 9th, this is a little weird. They played a couple days ago, they had a three-game set with St. Cloud State. Because of COVID and teams opening and no fans, kind of with Baseball, you could in football, you can jump these games around pretty easy. I'll say, well, the six well, the game against St. Cloud the other day. Today, they play at home at Ritter against St. Cloud, and then Sunday, they go to St. Cloud for a game. A little home and home action there. On uh, the 15th, quarter battle with the Cheeseheads at the Cheddarlands, and then the 20th and 30th uh, at Ohio State. So, some road games coming up with the Leaf Gophers. Let's see how they do. State. The Ohio State. Yeah, Sorry, yes. Men's hockey, 10 and 0, number one in the country. They are at, at Wisconsin right now, today and tomorrow. And here's where you don't hear these names go for hockey very often, but one you did a couple weeks ago. But, uh, at home, the 15th and the 16th against Notre Dame. That's not a pushover game. Notre Dame's a very good squad. Um, they've picked up a lot of players lately, so Notre Dame's not a gimme. Don't don't get too excited there. And then again, Arizona State comes back here again. They squeaked the one by against Arizona State before. Again, not a pushover game. So the next six games, we'll see. Back to her about the Gophers, 10-0. This is the first time in 80 years they've started 10-0. All the great teams we've had in the past, I thought there would have been something in there. Uh, streak to start the season, but no. First time in 80 years, 10-0. Go for wrestling. Lost yesterday at Nebraska, 14 to 22. Um, they were again at uh, the 16th, Maryland and Michigan State at Michigan State. So three schools there, and then uh, January 22nd here, Iowa. So that's that. Uh, women's gymnastics. All these sports are starting now, so it's great to hear that they still have the sports too. Uh, the 16th is Iowa, 22nd at Michigan, 30th Penn State, February 5th at Iowa again. Men's a lot, of the smallest, a lot of teams, a lot of the 14 teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, I said that right. 14 teams in the Big Ten. They might not all have a gymnastics team or a volleyball team, so you might see the same six schools play each other a lot, which is fine. They're playing. Let's see what happens. Men's gymnastics, the 30th against Iowa. 
February 7th at the Ohio State. And then February 13th, Nebraska at Nebraska. Women swimming and diving. Um, again, that's always fun to watch, too. Nice if they could let people in. It's nice, fun, relaxing to watch the swimming and diving. Uh, the 22nd, Purdue and Wisconsin at Wisconsin. So Minnesota, Purdue, Wisconsin at Wisconsin. And then February 5th, um, here with Iowa and Nebraska in town. So that'll be kind of fun. Men swimming and diving again. Purdue and Wisconsin at Wisconsin on January 22nd. And February 5th, only Iowa will be here. Um, men's basketball. College basketball. We talked about some of the teams earlier. Now, as of January 3rd for men's basketball, Gonzaga still number one. They're just – you can watch Gonzaga play. They're just a blast to watch. Uh, Baylor 2, Villanova 3, Texas 4, Iowa 5. Gophers are ranked 16th in the last ranking. They keep splitting, but you're losing to another ranked team. They'll still stay up there. That's how college basketball works. Uh, uh, women's basketball is a six of uh, January 6th. Baylor 3, South Carolina 4, Oregon 5. UConn had another nice win yesterday. Local girl went off again good. Um, that was just posted on our Facebook page earlier today. Um, but UConn, Stanford, 1-2, Baylor 3. Those are going to be the top three, I think, interchanging throughout the year right there for the women. Uh, uh, men's hockey, like I said, Gophers are first. Boston College, 2. North Dakota, 3. Minnesota State, 4th. And UMD, 5th. Uh, speaking of college hockey, U.S. Junior National Team, Team USA, beat Canada 2-0, gold medal Team USA. A little side note here. One of the local news channels I watch in the morning, uh, their sports guy, Doug Capes, has been at night for the morning sports because no morning news locally has a sports guy, which is fine. Um, so Capes' bit never mentions the U.S. junior team winning the goal. So I sent him a tweet, a private message tweet yesterday. I was going to said, hey, Joe Schmidt, what the hell? I said, two Minnesota kids on here, Team USA gold medal, you say nothing. Doogie Wilson replies for him. So here I'm trying to get, some guy named Doogie is chewing me out now. He goes, well, you know, the game didn't end at 10.45. I'm like, at, and the news ended at 10.30. You can stick around for 15 minutes. Joe Schmidt does the sports from his house. They couldn't have sent a report for the morning people to say nothing. So, I'm over it. Done. Off my soapbox. Just saying, any bit of local sports that's good news, we need to hear. <laughs> not much good news in sports for our pro teams this time of year. Timberwolves aren't going to do well. The Wild aren't going to do well. Pump up the Gopher men's and women's. Let's play pump men's basketball Gophers. You know, any victory we can get for our local teams, let's hear about it. I'll bust those boxes. Wrestling rankings. Um, Iowa 1, Penn State 2, Michigan 3, the national, not Big Ten. North Carolina State, 4th. Nebraska 5th, and the Gophers in at 12. But again, that's kind of a preseason ranking, so those can all change real fast, too. Uh, uh, Bemidji State. Side note for NFL news here. Did you see the All-Pro teams get announced? Did you yes, see I the did. Punt return? Did you see the punt returner, Gunner, Bemidji State, All-Pro? They have uh, two former Vikings make the list, Cordero Patterson and yeah. Stephon Diggs, but then a former Bemidji State 
also in the number one all-pro team number one, Gunner. Jeffrey Turner, Gunner. He's had a lot of stuff on uh, the Facebook page, uh, interviews he's done in the past, interviews recently. Just nice kid. Very nice kid. Uh, you can tell he's just punt returner. That's, that's the way it's going to be, too, I think, for these kids. Is he going to be the next Don Geedy? No. I mean, I hope he is, but that's how these guys get their start sometimes, too. I'm a returner for a few years, and your receiver will see what happens. Uh, Bemidji State men's basketball is off to a one and two start. Lost yesterday to Northern State. They play again today. Northern State's ranked seventh, though, so not making excuses, just saying. Lost 71 57. They're playing again today. Then January 15th and 16th, Minnesota State University, Moorhead. They'll be hosting them in uh, Bemidji. Bemidji State men's hockey, 3 4 and 2 right now. Uh, last couple days, they've played at Bowling Green, who was undefeated and the number one team in the country, and the Beavers split with them. They lost 3-2 on the 7th, and last night they won 4-3 in overtime. And kind of get the pros in overtime, and they played 3-on-3 three three in overtime. So just kind of fun to watch. Uh, so they split with the number one team in the country. Moral victory there. you got to take what you can get sometimes. But uh, good giving program there. 3-4-2 um, and two right now. We'll see if they get things going. Women's hockey is 1-5-1 and one right now for Midgey State. Uh, they lost yesterday to Minnesota State, and they're playing them again today. And then the 15th and 16th at St. Cloud State. Uh, some other news about NCAA men's basketball. This was last week. Um, it's a different game. January 7th, Old Miss South Carolina game was postponed. Um, at the same release, ACAC announced that Pitt and Georgia Tech game has now been moved to January 13th. January 6th. Uh, Arizona-Washington women's basketball game postponed. January 5th, Penn State-Ohio State men's basketball game postponed. Baylor women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey gets tested positive for COVID-19. Thursday's game against UConn, canceled. So two and three would have played right there, canceled. Uh, Big East announced uh, changes to their schedule. Uh, so Big East fans kind of watch your team's website, see what's going on there. Changing some games around. January 4th. Tuesday's uh, Nebraska-Purdue men's basketball game was postponed. A lot of games are still getting postponed because of this. Um, they're saying postponed, not canceled. Again, like with uh, football this year and baseball with no fans in there, they might try to sneak in a Tuesday night game somewhere or a Wednesday game. Uh, Nebraska-Purdue, not really close, but maybe if one team's in Iowa or somewhere anyway, they could jump over, who knows. Uh I don't think they will make them up. With that being said, I didn't think they make up the go for Wisconsin football game. Big Ten Network cut the check for travel. So we heard of how these schools are losing money with no fans, but yet they're making up a football game for two meaningless teams going on. For basketball, see how that goes. I haven't heard anything about Big Ten rules for games played. Because in the Big Ten tournament, all 14 teams make it anyway. So like the Big Ten football where you're going to have so many games played. And then if you're the Ohio State, they make an exception anyway. Uh, which almost affected the game tonight, or Monday night. So Ohio State had some COVID issues. We'll see. Uh, NBA teams are having issues. I heard one yesterday. Uh, um, Seth Bench with an ankle injury. Got a bench, so he's playing by the rules. Uh, older gentleman next to one of the assistant coaches, uh, Joel Alvi. The young stud sitting next to him on the other side. Mr. Curry has to leave halfway through the first quarter because his COVID test came back positive. 
LVP puts himself in quarantine because he's got a three-month-old at home. So he puts himself in quarantine. They had, like, seven guys the other day. They had to play the game anyway. They got – or today, they're getting played. NBA is finding out a lot of this stuff, too, that – do they expand the rosters? We got so many guys sitting – I don't know. What they're going to do. But got to do something. Uh, um, yes, I'm going to bring it up. You're waiting for it. The Mets got Lindor. We got Francisco. Um, I sent an email. It's a good offseason, Andy, for the hot stove league for the Mets. Uh, it's fun. Yes. Mets are popping up here. They're they're cutting checks. They're printing money out there at City Field. Um, I talked to a Cleveland Indians fan that I know. He's he wanted to see Lindor go because he knew he, they weren't going to keep him. He, he knew that. He just wish he could have got something else for him besides what they got. I mean, the deals have been making this year at Hot Stove. The Mets robbed the Indians. I'm sorry. I can say that now. Watch one of these guys be a studded four year. But on paper right now, they robbed them. The Cubs got robbed when they got rid of you, Darvish. Now, was it a financial thing for the Indians and for the Cubs? I don't know. Don't know. But the Mets, like I said, are printing are Kind of players like they're printing money. Um, with with the trade for the Mets, with Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor, the Mets gave up uh, Andres Gomes, Wolf, and Eddie. The Mets 2021 lineup looking real, real good. But here's one thing: the pitching staff right now, opening day was like today for the Mets. Their pitching staff would be Degrom, Stroman, Carlos Carrasco, Seth Logo, and Steven Matz. With David Pierce to be like a sixth guy. But Andy, where's Syndergaard? He's still on the shelf of Tommy John. <clears throat> so, with that said, does that mean Syndergaard's flexible for somebody else? Does that mean Logo and Mats can be flexible for somebody else? I don't know. I think with them signing this other guy, this Carrasco, that's their way of saying to Syndergaard, don't rush back. If, if we're in a pennant race and we need you at the end of the season, great. But don't try to get back by May or June. Do it right. That's the way I feel they did this. He's got, he's got a one-year sign until Syndergaard gets back. No. They want the big four like the Braves had in the 80s. They want to have that stud staff. Um, I just hope the Mets keep the same. Does Syndergaard come back as the reliever? See the closer with the 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Who knows? Um, we'll see. I, that, that's just me speculating. I have not heard that anywhere. That's Wishful thinking on my part. I love to see the big man. Some guy six six coming out of the bullpen. Imagine if Randy Johnson would have been a reliever at the end of his career. Left hander throwing heat like that. Who knows? But that's that. Um, I know the, there's been a lot of other, uh, and no offense to there, but a lot of minor players getting traded back and forth. There's been a lot of action in the hot stove leagues. Um, follow your favorite team's sites on Major League Baseball. We do try to put them up on the Sports and Songs page a lot. So give them a look. Uh, if you got any questions or comments on a trade that happened, let us know. We'll say, hey, good for them, or didn't know what, or don't care. Um, you know, you know, we're going to follow it anyway. We'll give you an opinion one way or the other. Uh, baseball is coming up. When spring training starts, there will be a baseball special here. Um, you think we talk baseball a lot now with those season starts. <laughs> um, like I said, basketball is dealing with COVID right now, so you're going to see a lot of 
odd scores there. Somebody just changed in there. NHL is starting. One thing about the NHL schedule, if you notice, they redid the schedule, and you're looking at, oh, man, Minnesota fans, while they're in the West Division, which they were already kind of anyway, we've been playing a lot of late, late games. A lot of their West Coast games are on the road. But if you look at it, there's a North Division. Well, why weren't the Wild in the North Division? The North Division is all Canadian teams because they can't tra- travel over the border. <clears throat> so Vancouver and Toronto, opposite ends of the country in Canada, are in the same division. So when playoffs come, we'll see what happens with the NHL then. Uh, like I said, they've changed their divisions. We covered that last week. Still no uh, word on any changes for that. Uh, schedule-wise, TV schedule, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited for pro hockey to start. Something a little different. It's always kind of fun to watch hockey. Basketball kind of lulls me a little bit now for pros. Um, that's what we talk about college basketball and Division two and three basketball, high school basketball, because that's fun to watch. They want to play. Yeah, they'd like to be on Sports Center. The NBA players, their, their goal is to be on Sports Center. Only if you win, that's a bonus. My opinion. But um, we got that. Before I uh, send it to you, the trivia answer: College bas- or college football, Alabama and the Ohio State. My prediction. Maybe you could say. I'm Picking a favorite here, I don't know. Play of my heart. Alabama 45, the Ohio State 750. That's my um, That could be. Yeah, that could very well be. I think they're favored by a bunch. Yeah. I also think yeah, Alabama well, will, will win. So, uh, be a fun game anyway, Monday. Uh, anything more for sports, or should we get into your. That's it. Just like I said, high school sports are starting up. Just watch your local uh, high school teams' websites, your school's websites. Call them. Hey, hey. Once the game's starting, keep a look on it. Um, hopefully next week or two we'll have more uh, rankings for the teams, get some games played, and we'll see what's going on. Uh, if I catch any games this week, we go. Dan or I go, you know, we'll be uh, posting highlights and scores tonight. Nice. Trivia answer, sir. Trivia answer. Uh, Alabama had nine seasons in their history. They were undefeated with no losses or no ties. And this, this season could be the 10th. The answer to the trivia question is when was the first? The very first answer was 1925. They went undefeated, uh, finished up playing in a bowl game, the Rose Bowl, on January 1st of 1926, coming from behind to beat Washington, 20 to 19. Uh, so really, technically, 1926 is the answer uh, to the trivia question this week. Who do we have here for your, your uh, athlete of the of the week? Focus well, on I had something set up. Um, the, the news of Tommy Lasorda sort of came up. <clears throat> I looked up a bunch of stuff about Tommy. It was all kind of same, same things you're seeing all over the stuff on TV and media. So it's got a little five-minute bit here for him. Uh, Tommy Lasorda sort of started with the Dodgers in 82 as a coach. He was a player for the Dodgers. Um, he wasn't a very good pitcher. He was 0-4. Um, he was replaced on the roster by a guy named Sandy Kovacs. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. You want to look him up. Some of you younger kids. But Lasorda was just you picture. Someone said, "Hey, draw me a picture of an Italian guy who likes baseball. He's going to draw you Tommy Lasorda." That's what he was. Um, Lasorda was great with the camera. He, he was always good microphone-wise, interviews-wise. Always smart thing to say. He lived, breathed, eat baseball. That was his life. Um, 
82 and 87 with the World Series. Uh, great managing there. Um, and he was the manager when Francisco, or Francisco, Fernando Valenzuela came over. And I thought, I was going to say, what a better manager for poor Fernando to come to. This guy don't speak English. He's going to be this phenom. And Tommy was there for it. I think him or Sparky Anderson would have been the two best coaches to deal with that. I, I just could not see Fernando having to deal with Billy Martin or Earl Weaver or something like that, you know. So, but I think Tommy was a great fit for that. Now, the time there were the 80s, before Fox News and ESPN and all the other stuff, it was Los Angeles and New York, Game of the Week, stuff like that. Tommy was a great guy for the media for all that. Um, Tommy's blood Dodger blue. There's no getting around that. Um, his love for baseball is unmatched. I don't care who you talk to, they say they love baseball. Tommy loved it more. Period. Um, I think, and I got no problem with this, the once a year, everybody wears number 42 for Jackie Robinson. I think one day this year, all the managers should wear number two for Tommy. That'd be kind of cool. You don't see managers in uniforms anyway. They just got a sweatshirt on now. But suck it up, wear a uniform, wear number two for Tommy one day. That'd be kind of cool. If they said everybody's going to retire number two for Tommy Lasorda, I'd be okay with that. That'd be a nice universal retirement. Um, he retired in the 90s from managing. He did come back in 2000 to lead Team USA uh, to a gold. Back when they used to have baseball in the Olympics. Um, but he's been an ambassador for the sport. Um, he was 94, I believe, when he passed. He was the oldest living Hall of Famer, which that discover or that honor goes to William McCovey now at 89. Um, but Tommy was just, like I said, you do all the research you want and try to find a bad word about Tommy Osorio. You won't. Um, he said about every celebrity when they died, Eddie Van Hamlet, and there's a few horror stories about him. Ask Valerie Burnell if she has some. You know, anybody that passes away, I don't care who you are, but you have, you, Tommy Osorio, you're not going to find one. Um, his, he, he had some fun with the mascots a few times. Uh, the Philly Fanatic, uh, the guy from Montreal at the Expos, he had some fun with them over now and then. Tommy being a purist, really didn't like mascots, but you know what, as he turned around, he saw there was, uh, like the same wrestling, there was a butt every 16 inches in those seats, so he was happy, because that was money coming in, that was money in Tommy's pocket, so. Um, he wasn't a mascot fan, but he dealt with it in a fun way. Um, he really never argued much with umpires, like an Earl Weaver or Billy Martin or something like that, but he let you know when he was right or wrong. Um, he never got into the announcing part of it. I think if, he was, if it was a modern day thing, I still don't think he would. He liked the front office stuff because he liked to be just Dodgers. He was Dodger blue. That You hear these other managers go, oh, he's, he's with this team. He's all in on this team. Then he retires and he's at the network doing big games. Okay, you're not all Dodger blue when you do that. You know, that's just the way he was. He loved his team. He was always on this sort of like Tom Kelly. Not saying they're both the same, but TK does a few local interviews every now and then if it's bad weather and he's not hunting that day or at the track. But he's always in spring training. He's doing this, that. that that's what Lasorda was. I just wish uh, baseball had more guys like Tommy Lasorda. Let's see him do something with his number two this year. That'd be kind of cool. But uh, with that said, I'm glad Tommy had to see the Dodgers win one last World Series. Maybe that's what Tommy was holding on to. One more win for the Dodgers and he can get. But I uh, heard earlier in the week his health wasn't best. You knew all the reporters were getting their, their stories up. Um, they're all the same. I read them all. They all said the same words. 
So I wasn't going to try to repeat any of that. Just my opinion. Uh, like I said, Tommy started in 82. I was 12. That's when I started following baseball. So again, he was one of my first managers. I was like, this guy's pretty, knows his stuff. I wish I loved the baseball as much as he did. I, I'd like to think I do. I know I don't. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, he was a great man. And he was, he was, was what, 93? Yep. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> the Dodger blue through and through. Awesome, awesome. But what you okay. got, in, uh, oh, trivia answer first, oh, you did a trivia answer. Uh, your album of the week, sir. The album of the week this week is a Led Zeppelin album released, 1973, Houses of the Holy. Houses of the Holy was the fifth studio album by English rock band Led Zeppelin. It was released March 28th on Atlantic Records. All instruments and vocals were provided by the band members. No outside assistance, no people's special appearances, no cameos. Robert planted all the vocals. Jimmy Page on guitar, John Paul Jones on bass, keyboards, John Bonham on drums. The album was produced by Jimmy Page and mixed by Eddie Kramer. Total time running, 40 minutes, 57 seconds and is considered rock or hard rock. The cover was the first by the band company Gnosis and was based on a photograph taken at Giants Causeway in Northern Ireland. The cover is the, uh, I was going to scream, but I, I don't have it here already, but it's the, uh, the naked children climbing up the rocks. Looks like that is uh, the houses of the holy. Uh, the cover was taken, and that's where it was. The location was Giants Causeway in Northern Ireland. The photograph is of two kids, one a girl, one a boy. They were sister, uh, brother and sisters, and then they were duplicated uh, by a, a series of replication photos to make it look like 11 people on this on this rock formation. It's just two. Although critical response was mixed for the album, Houses of the Holy became a commercial success after later receiving even the diamond, over 10 million records sold uh, certification in 1999. It's ranked right now as number 278 on the Rolling Stone 500, 500 greatest albums of all time. And uh, here's the uh, here's the listing. Song one, the song remains the same. Song two, the rain song. Song three, one of my favorites of all, Led Zeppelin, Over the Hills and Far Away. Song four, The Crunge. Now, The Crunge, I've got notes here. The song, The Crunge, written by John Bonham. Midway through, the lyrics, when you listen to Jimmy Page say several times, take it to the bridge, take it to the bridge, was an improvised lyrics of the manner of the James Brown song, Take It to the Bridge, uh, is who they were kind of mocking there, not mocking, but uh, replicating. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, tongue, tongue joke, Take It to the Bridge, by by uh, Robert Plant on the lyrics. Is that what that's called, I, sampling today? Yes. <clears throat> then the next uh, song was Dancing Days. Next song, Dire Maker. Next song, No Quarter. And next song, The Ocean. Uh, um, now, let me get to the part of the, I, I like the, 
the album, the cover of this album is very interesting. Uh, once again, the photo shoot. It was taken. The cover art for Houses of the Holy was inspired by the Arthur, by the author Arthur Clarke's novel called Childhood's End. The cover was a collage of several photographs taken at Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland by photographer Aubrey Powell. The location was chosen ahead of an alternate location. The alternate location was in Peru, which they considered, but they said, let's go to Giant's Causeway in Ireland and get a photograph of the two kids climbing on the rocks there and, and make it go. The photo shoot featured two children, Stefan and Samantha Gates, but it became a frustrating affair over the course of 10 days to get this photo shoot done. Shooting was done first thing in the morning and at sunset in order to capture the light at dawn and dusk. But the desired effect was never achieved due to the constant rain and the clouds in Northern Ireland. The photos of the two children were taken in black and white and were multi-printed to create the effect of 11 individuals that can be seen on the album cover. Now, Houses of the Holy was the first album by Led Zeppelin to actually have a title name. You know, the first four untitled simply called Led Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, and 4. This one called Houses of the Holy. But neither the band's name or the album was printed on the cover. In 1974, the album was nominated for a Grammy Award for the category of Best Album Package. The cover was ranked number six. VH1's top 50 album covers of all time. Pretty good album cover, once again. Now, the album's title track, Houses of the Holy, was also recorded there during the sessions, but sounded too similar to some other songs, so they held on to it and released Houses of the Holy later on on the subsequent album, Physical Graffiti. This was Led Zeppelin's final studio release using Atlantic Records before forming their own label Swan Song Records. This was the only Led Zeppelin album that contained complete printed lyrics for each song. Uh, that could be a trivia question down the road. I never thought of that, but uh, all those were printed. This album sold well less over the Diamond Award there. So that's the album of the week, 1973, Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Uh, and remember to, oh, here's the singles. Singles that were released was Over the Hills and Far Away was released in May of 1973 with Dancing Days on the flip side. And then later they released Dyer Maker with The Crunge on the opposite side on September of 1973 in the fall. That's the album of the week out there if they have any recommendations or uh, requests we can certainly do it but well dire maker was requested on facebook live right there dire maker is a good song just got the request well done good stuff there that's the album of the week uh for this season two episode seven andy wow well we're looking at next week we'll have more high school sports uh results and rankings and stuff for you um uh some of the local teams will hopefully come Keep doing well. I'll never bounce back. We'll go from there. Awesome. That sounds good. We'll get this out. Uh, thanks for watching live for the listeners. And on Anchor, we'll publish it 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. Thanks for, again for watching. For Betty Lou, hanging out here with us today. Thank you.
Steve, ready to move? Now the Rams have a 20 to 10 lead in Seattle in the wild card game right now in the third quarter. That could be an upset. And they got the backup going too, don't they? I don't know. Back quarterback I heard was starting. I don't know if he's still alive. I'm busy doing a podcast today. Hawks just made a field goal. Now they're playing at home, and they're playing at home. Seattle's good at home. One of the reasons I picked them to lose today, though, they're not playing in front of the crowd, the empty stadium. The twelfth man essentially is not there. And I think with uh, Jared Goff, quarterback here for the Rams, uh, they could get it done. And and looks like he might. Well, he was. So that's who you're talking about, the backup. Yeah, I think I saw that in the Was supposed to start. I never saw the game, but what happened. Now, the only other note we have for the wild card weekend games, the New Orleans Saints played without an entire running back backfield last week due to COVID con- con- uh, situations in the regular season. So they had no running backs the entire game. The starter, the backup, the fullbacks, nobody. They had to use a wide receiver to insert him into the running back, and he still ran for over 100 yards. Yeah. This week, Tomorrow's game in the wild card, they're back. They finished their uh, their quarantine, and they're all going to play, and that should be a good game to watch. But they will have their running backs back in action. I know Betty I Lewis made a big, big stretch back there. Big stretch. Yeah, you get to be hurrying. Um, I did pick New Orleans to beat Chicago. If Chicago wins, Mitch Trubisky will be one of the top paid quarterbacks for the next season, guaranteed. Because of the issues, we should play or not. If he pulls off this win, he, he could. I don't want to say he becomes the highest paid. He's not going to get Patrick Mahomes money, but he can ask for more money and probably get it. I like Trubisky. He's a good quarterback. Don't want to see him in purple. Not really. Uh, um, I would like to see Deshaun Watson come up here from Texas. He's not getting any love down there. I think Deshaun could do just fine up here because I think if Deshaun went somewhere, there's a big media presence, West Coast, East Coast. They eat him alive. You blend it up here. Houston's kind of got the same situation media-wise as we do. Yeah, we're one of the bigger cities in the country, but you know what? Sports and media-wise, we're not. So they can come up here. Games him against Aaron Rodgers twice a year would be very fun games to watch. Sure, it would. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right.